It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We do every single Wednesday at this time, but a unique one today because we are at Patty's Green, and we are here at uh, also right down the street from Ocean Drive and 39th and Landis, Sea Isle. Thank you, sir, for clapping. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, thank you. See if you can get everyone else to you know, maybe clap every once in a while. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but we love, uh, we love being here at Big Jason Kelsey event. His brother will be here as well, other members, his family, and uh, a lot of money being raised for the uh, Eagles Autism Foundation, foundation uh, charity they have. All right, James, AMA as we do every Wednesday. Ask Me Anything is brought to you by the Bush Auto Group. Shop a wide selection of Nissans, Infinities, and over 300 pre-owned vehicle- vehicles at bushautogroup.com. We got Elliot in for Richard today. James, what are the questions people want to know? Yeah, let's start it out on uh, Twitter. Bill Gradwell asks, what is the, and obviously in honor of the man we will be seeing soon here today, the great Jason Kelsey, what is the best motivational speech you've ever heard and why? Yeah, so for me, I would say it's Malcolm Jenkins before the NFC Championship game. Obviously, Kelsey's speech, what we all remember from that Super Bowl run, but Malcolm Jenkins on the field talking to the players, how the team will never be the same, and it's you know time to get a banner up in the rafters. Yeah. They dominated that game, and Chris Long has talked about how before that game, they knew they were going to win. I think Malcolm Jenkins' speech is a really big part of that. And if you, I would suggest everyone goes and, and uh, Googles it if you haven't. It is an unbelievable speech. So he also gave a great speech in the locker room after Carson got hurt in 2017 in yeah. L.A. That was in early December, and he, he gave a good speech there. A uh, lot of ways to go. Look, the one that hits me the most, and certainly wasn't alive for it, but I think Winston Churchill telling the Brits, you know, we'll, we'll fight in the street, we'll fight in the landing ground, we'll, we'll, fight, we'll fight here, we'll fight there, like we will never surrender. I think is probably the greatest motivational speech ever. You fight yeah. them on the beaches. You fight well, them in the mountains. <laughs> you fight them in Maniunk. You fight them in Junietta. <laughs> well done, Joe. Excited to I, hear I your, your a, speech as a president. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know he. Uh, uh, Churchill in his back. Yeah. strong right there. Okay, you. Were you drunk when you gave that joke? Because <laughs> Winston, Winston was. That's uh, we sure. know he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, good question here, especially on a day where there is competitive juices flowing. For the two of you, Joe and Elliot, this is from Coasters and Brews on Twitter. Coasters says, who would win in a cage match, Joe or Elliot? Oh, Elliot would win. <laughs> yeah, wow, I agree. I, and wow. I'm not a good fighter or a violent person, but I definitely would beat you. Well, like, wow. I, yeah, why are you just giving it up? Then? I just wow. think I'm way stronger than you. <laughs> so wow. I, 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 I Coming say, in hot. You are taller than me, but I, I'm stronger. No, but. no, the reason Elliot would win, I just don't care. I would just, I would immediately say I lose because I, I don't want to get hit. Like, yeah. oh, I care. So we're in agreement. I would beat <laughs> you easily. Yeah. I'll just submit. Like, it's, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't behoove me to get into a brawl with Elliot. I agree. Even, would though, not I, you. even though I obviously would win if <laughs> What I, if there were a million dollars on the line? Well, then I'd win. I don't see your rationale <laughs> for how you would beat me, though. 
Like, well, what's the reason? Well, I don't have to have I'm breast more breast. athletic. I'm in better shape. Oh, like, wow. 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 Yeah. Get him. Knock it off. Get him. No, I, think it's a, <laughs> I don't think it's a question. Uh, let's do one more question, James. All right. One more question. Uh, this question is from Bill Church on Twitter. Bill asks, what's the funniest moment or interaction you've had while covering any of the Philly teams? Wow. Hmm. You know, uh, one that stands out to me, and, and I don't know if I can convey this on the air well, but Trot and I were doing a show one time, and we got our headphones mixed up. And it was the kind of headphone where, um, and, and Ray, you know, like this is what we have, right? For those that can't see us, we're speaking into a microphone, but the microphone is not attached to the ears, uh, no. the ear pieces, or whatever no. they're called, headphones. So bottom line is it was one of those, uh, it, it, bottom line is it was a situation where we had switched his and mine. And he, he was struggling because his was really loud, and I was struggling because mine, I couldn't hear. Yeah. And we were going back and forth, but I was turning his up, <laughs> and he was turning oh, gotcha. mine down. Oh, I've done that. And yeah. this went on for like a minute, and then there was a caller on the air, and neither of us could hear the caller. <laughs> because I literally had no audio, and he had so much audio, and he's a big, tough guy, but he eventually had to take the, the, the headphones off because it was hurting his ear so much. It was just a freaking... And you're both like, they're broken. It yeah, was, they're all it was, broken. It was, a, it was an absolute... Start yelling at the engineer, it fix fiasco, it, fix it. A fiasco of radio, but, you know, we got, it, we got a kick out of it. So mine actually involves Jason Kelsey. Uh, it was my first year covering the team. I'm, like, new. I'm nervous. There's a scrum at his locker. I, I you know, get up the guts to ask a question, and I just completely butcher it. I'm stammering. I'm not making sense. <laughs> And Kelsey goes like, whoa, buddy, take a deep breath there wow. and try again. And everyone laughed. And it was very nice of him. He was being, you know, come on, you can do it. But, yeah, everyone laughed at <laughs> wow. him. So. Wow. Well, he is a nice guy. He was no very doubt. nice in that case. And nice. AMA, with that, we shut it down. Ask me anything. With Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie. Uh, we also now have created a Twitter poll question of the day. And it is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Armin Sizzling Summer Selldown has arrived. Armin Chevrolet. Celebrating their 23rd anniversary of selling award-winning Chevys, find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. The question is, uh, well, the Sixers will probably find another road to James Harden, but we basically ask you, do you want them to? Today's Twitter poll question of the day, look, we're not breaking it down by terms, and it's a year, it's three years, it's four years. It's just a simple question, independent of what does matter, which is how much for how long. We're just asking a very simple question. Do you want the Sixers to keep James Harden? A, yes. B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Certainly you can wait on the phone lines as well. All right, let's, let's uh, get our crowd here to go on, on Harden. Who wants, just make some noise, if you want James Harden back with the 76ers. <laughs> All right, well, that's noise the other way. All right, now make whatever noise. I don't know if it's a boo or a cheer. Who wants James Harden not back with the 76ers? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Sad to see them so wrong. But it's oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh wow. man, people are overwhelming on this one. Let's go to the phones. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Talk to Dennis in Springfield. Hi, Dennis. Uh, good morning, guys. You guys sound like you're going to have a great day down there. A uh, couple things: the love of the Eagles, and I, I kind of want to touch on what the, the Dick Buckus fan was saying earlier. Yeah. Only my thing was because they were so bad, and because my dad and his brothers and his uncles cared so much, even though they were bad. They didn't bail shit. They didn't become Cowboy fans. They, they didn't root for other teams. And then just watching them, how, how happy they would be with, with the rare wins that they had. <laughs> the rare wins, yeah. I mean, how, you, you, how, how could you not but just, like, 
fall in line didn't with the that. Cow- didn't the Cowboys beat the Eagles like 21 out of 23 in one stretch it, or something? It, was, it, it would be ridiculous. Oh. They would beat them 40 to 10. Uh, I, I remember my mom taking me and my brother to the Philadelphia Zoo one time, and, and I'm checking the scores. And, and by the time we left the zoo, they were losing like 45 to 7 or something. Wow. But it, 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 and, it, and it broke my heart, and I was like nine years old. But that's to me that that's where it starts, and you just it just builds upon itself. Well, you know, Dennis, I will say this, man: when they won in twenty seventeen, like all all the bad days, it, it justifies hanging in there as an Eagles fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there were, uh, I mean, there were some, there were some, and listen, you're talking about like a whole decade, decade and a half, sixties into the mid seventies, but you know, there were some other really tough times, man. I mean, there were, you know, Andy Reid's last year. They they oh, start ugly. they started three and one, and then didn't win a game for like eighty days or something, right? Wasn't they, it like they, wasn't it like eleven weeks? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, or maybe yeah. that's what would that be? Eleven times seven? Like, they didn't maybe they go about, almost a full year without winning at home, like a full yeah, calendar. They did. Their last like game was like forty-five to seven. Like it was just an embarrassment. That I mean, I remember we were in radio then, like. People were calling for Andy Reid to be fired for, like, the last 12 weeks right, of the season. Yeah. Right. It was unbelievable. And one guy that I felt really bad for that year, because I thought you could see he had something, but Foles had no offensive line. So I remember four of the five guys were out. That was the year Kelsey was injured, Peters was injured, two other dudes were injured. I forget which ones. So he was just getting freaking crushed back there when they put him in for Vic. But you saw that he was tough and he would hang in there. And you could see that there was skill. Of course, we didn't know five years later they went a Super Bowl with him on a second tour of duty, but you saw something there. And, and here's another thing. I mean, you, you know, you kids today wouldn't understand this, but they used to be blacked out. Yep. Oh, I remember they, that. Because they, they couldn't sell out. I remember yeah. that well, man. Dennis, it was, every, it, was, it was about two or three times a year, or at least when I was young, two or three times a year, is CBS going to buy the remaining yep. you know, $6,000 totally. $6, tickets, yep. yes or no? And yep. sometimes they would, and sometimes they wouldn't. Okay, can I uh, let me let me get to yesterday's national media slate of the Eagles? Okay, uh, quarter coach quarterback combos. The Eagles fell into seventh place. Wow. Nick Sirianni, what? Jalen Hurts, seventh. You know, it's an anti Sirianni thing. It's a little bit of an anti Hurts thing. So, yeah. so who they have above them? I mean, Burrow well, and well, Cincy, uh, I guess. Uh, well, Mahomes and Andy. N- n- yeah, number one was was the Chiefs, but number three. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. What? That's what? Uh, they haven't even coached and played together yeah. yet. That's, that's an outrage. Yeah, that's Russell terrible. Wilson's how, horrible. How, I mean, historically how, speaking, they're right, but not in the here and now. I mean, I, mean, I think the Eagles would be number two. I mean, why don't they just put Joe Montana and Bill Walsh on the list? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. How, All right, Dennis, give me, a, number, give me a living, hey, number, Dennis, give me a living number, legend. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, I was going to go kind of current, but I'm going to go back a little bit only because he, he's legendary because you never hear about him anymore. But when he was doing his thing... I'm going to go Pat Croce. Pat Croce. Oh, All right. You, go. you got it. Pat Croce on the board. All right. 215-592-9494. Give us a living legend. Also up ahead, more on the Eagles through the years, our love of Eagles football, plus Jimmy Kemsky, who has seen James Chug Beers, and he says, well, he says it's an automatic lock. Seltzer's going to win. We'll talk to Kemsky at 755. Uh, the Kelsey boys will be in here at some point, some of his teammates as well. Yes, sir. Jetta Camera and Elliot and a bunch of people, 94 WIP. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As we broadcast from a raucous Patty's Green, as we are here in uh, Seattle, 39th Atlanta, it's wonderful to be with you. The Jason Kelsey Charity Event at All Benefits Eagles Autism Foundation. And I think we got some Eagles fans here. Is that my, I, I got that right? We got a lot here. I thought this was a James Seltzer pep rally. For <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, that's what all the Jason Kelsey jerseys yes, are for. Yeah, I saw a mean. seltzer t-shirt. A no, Go Birds. I Did I see a Go Birds no seltzer way. t-shirt? Yeah, she's. It's on. It's on your shoulder. That's uh, wild. No way. <laughs> Wait, that's no. Cool oh no, that's the T-shirt they're giving out. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. No, don't, no, let's not get carried away here. It well, does say it does seltzer. say seltzer on it. Oh no, Sea Isle. Close enough. Like I said, everyone is Jason Kelsey here. Kelsey will be with us in the nine o'clock hour. His brother as well. A lot of we don't know exactly who, but. We do believe various uh, teammates of Kelsey's, you know, not Travis Kelsey's, but Jason Kelsey's will be here. A bunch of birds. So we're looking forward to that and obviously talking to many of them as we broadcast through the show today. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. An awful lot on the Eagles. Why we love the Eagles. Look, to me, it's a generational thing. It gets passed down from, you know, parent to child, and you share of it with your siblings if you have them and your friends. And it's just a thing. Now, look, I know in the 90s there were a lot of – Freaking knuckleheads running around with cowboy starter jackets, and they were all losers. Every single one of them was they're the biggest losers. They like, were. I hate them to my core. And I don't still know to this day. And you know, James, I don't know who those people were because I don't personally know one. It's such a great point. Like, I've never met. One I of those did. People. I actually had a friend because I I said I did I had met him just you know casually. He's a huge Sixers fan in the off season, and then we're watching, it and I go, "You're a cowboy!" And like I couldn't believe it, and so I asked. Well, the Eagles sucked when I was younger, and I go, so you quit as yeah. a child? Brutal. You know? it's, it's outrageous. Yeah. I mean, we hate, all have to go through the Sixers pain. Sixers more than he hated Dallas? No, he loved <laughs> he, No, he loved the Sixers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he loved right. them. Strange, really strange. All right, our love of the Eagles, look, it spans, obviously, the decades. A lot of players, a lot of great moments. So many that stand out. I mean, I remember being there for 4th and 26. It was... It was shy. And by the way, our boy John Ritchie was there. I mean, yeah. so like they're there. Yeah. Now they pulled him off the field yeah. well, to you execute know. fourth He's and 26. He's not a fourth and 26 yeah. type <laughs> of They weren't doing a fullback yeah. dive yeah. on a fourth no. and 26. Show it to Ritchie yeah. in the flat and block yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him back out. I wonder if they put who the fourth. Uh, who do you think the fourth wide receiver was? So if John comes out and Freddie goes in, 
But, I mean, I'm assuming there's probably not a tight end, unless maybe they had LJ or Chad Lewis going up a seam. Was Avant there then? No, 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 no. no. I don't know. I mean, someone else. It might have been LJ. It might have been an extra tight end. might have been LJ. LJ. He had some wheels, especially early. People forget he was good early. He was really good early. He was one of the more athletic tight ends, too, like when the position started to change a little bit. I I was really lucky that day to watch that play in Maryland Mike's broadcast booth. So wow. I literally was watching it live with my own eyes in person while listening to Merrill do the wow. game like he was about 15 feet away. Wow. That's pretty a really amazing. unique experience. And when Freddie Mitchell caught that pass, Bill Berge and I were watching it together, right? And we couldn't talk. Another flex. We couldn't talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously couldn't talk because, right. you know, you can't make noise during the broadcast. But Bill and I turned to each other and gave each other the biggest bear hug. Wow. Like, Bill Berge was my guy I reacted to. On so, one quick question. Yeah. Could, like, because on TV, and obviously we got the first down, but on TV in the moment, like, I was like, damn. Yeah. My reaction was like, we didn't get it. Like, clearly didn't oh, get it. Oh, I didn't think they got it yeah. either. Yeah. But at the game, did you have any idea? Could you tell? Did it just look like you got it? I don't know. Okay. I just don't remember enough. Yeah, and I was in the, I was in the press box, and I, I absolutely did not think he got it. Because he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Yeah. He didn't get it. 25 yards. He clearly, maybe 25 and a half. He didn't go 26. All right, let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Talk to Steve right now in Willow Grove. Good morning, Steve. Good day, everybody. James, congratulations. And when you're doing your speech, will you be crying like baby Nick? I love the early congratulations. Yeah. That's the confidence we need. Like we're getting a, a little bit out of ourselves. Hour. I am sure that this is not the first time Jason Kelsey has challenged someone to a beer chugging. I, I'm sure he's very good. I am not taking my opponent lightly. He might. Be I very just good. know that I'm good at it. Have but you you're thought great. about how you're going to celebrate great. if you win? I've thought about it a little bit. You're going to spike I, the beer. I, I can't get ahead of myself. Like yeah, I'm not you trying don't want to, to like it. yeah. Like I'm not trying to look ahead and oh, I'm definitely beating this guy. Like. I'm, I'm looking right at Jason Kelsey and right at the chugging competition, and I'll worry about after, after. Okay. This guy. What a mood. So after he wins, he's just going to stand there in shock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, he picked the wrong dude. Let me tell you. He picked the wrong dude, and congratulations. And, Joe, once again, thank you for giving away answers. That's great. Really appreciate it. What you're, answers did I give away? Dude, I, I said... What did Bill I say? Bergie, you just gave Bill Bergie away, and now we're talking. Uh, earlier, I heard uh, Nick Vermeil. Well, hold on a Wait, second. We're talking about the Eagles. I mean, yeah, Steve, that's a that's a that's a tough one. I mean, am I not allowed to say? It's a great caller, and I'm in love with him. Yeah, giving away all the all stars. Look, I'm just saying that I'm going to mention Eagles players today, and they can still be said in the context of who's a living legend. Just, I think actually, Steve just gave him away. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, good point. Yeah, that yeah. could have been said. Yeah. Yeah. So, Steve, what am I writing down for you for Living Legend? Living Legend, my whole life, he shared the Eagles with me and everybody around us. He's still doing the greatest job in the world. I wish I had it. Our boy Merrill. Merrill's been said, Steve. That's hilarious. All right, Merrill's been said. After that, yeah. that was yeah. quite funny. I'll take to say the two things that weren't said and then the one and that was. And then the one that was. <laughs> by, by Elliot and right. not Joe, no right. less. Unbelievable. Hilarious. Let's talk to Mark right now in Downingtown. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning to you. What's up, Mark? I, I have one Eagles moment that will never it turned me to the Eagles. Oh, let me hear it. Yeah, actually, give me the give me the year. Let's see if we can guess it. What year was it? Uh, 
probably 71, 72. Wow, I don't. That'd be a tough guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get this. Is one. it er- er- early uh, Harold Carmichael? I don't know. What is it? Yes. Harold Carmichael. Look, I met Harold Carmichael. The hammer. The hammer. Yeah, hammer. Exactly. hammer. Here we yep. go. Yep. I mean, that was hammer. That was hammer. He's like the only guy I could say from the 71 team. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. No, he wasn't. Roman Gabriel. There you go. got traded to the Eagles. And I got into spring training camp. And I actually, and Roman Gabriel, I met him. He shook his hand. And I was. 10, 12 years old. And he said, go long. Wow. And I ran about 10 yards. And long. he threw me the football. <laughs> and I'm like, I just got a football from Roman Gabriel. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of it's like, like the, the race story with, uh, kind of like yeah, the race story with uh, Tommy back. McDonald. Yeah. But, but not. Minus but, the- <laughs> You should write a play about it. Yeah. But, yeah. That it was it was the single coolest moment of my life. Wow. I actually caught a pass from Roman Gabriel. Yeah, Eagles quarterback, who sure. I loved as a Ram and then he got traded to the Eagles and that's when I started rooting for the Eagles. I like it. All right, Mark, give me a living legend. Can be in sports or out of sports, Philadelphia or international, anything. Who's well, the ultimate told, living legend I, right I now? I told the producer it was my cat, but yeah, that's I'm not going to be a winning answer. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. my living legend. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, speaking of taking answers, if I said, like, Michael Jordan would be a better answer. Wow. I just want to make sure. Yeah. That's where you just You're unbelievable. Off I just, the, the well, he freaking said his cat after the last guy said Merrill Reese, after previous caller said Merrill Reese. I got to tell people, like, if you're going to come to the table, come to the table with the Bring real answer. Yeah. The cat. Tell me yeah. your cat. Remember that damn raise the cat thing, Ben Simmons? In the oh, yes. oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, apparently I think yeah. that cat died, the one who started the race, the cat. Wow. So by, the, by the time the wow. Sixers so win the title, they're all going to die by the time the Sixers win a well, championship. Well, that's nice. Well, they're going to win one Joe, next year. I think we might so. all be dead by the time the Sixers win Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh this you guys are going to be so wrong about the Sixers next year. I can't wait for a year from now to, okay. uh, to be proven. Well, we'll see. Enough. Speaking of the Sixers, let's get to the uh, audio Tobias Harris because he spoke yesterday. And, man, he stepped in it. He's, he's out of touch, and he's really missing the greater point, which is for $185 million more is not only expected, but more is warranted. Tobias Harris, who's a you know, okay player, pretty good player, and, a, and a, a great guy, but, man, he's really out of touch here. Listen to what Tobias said about us as Sixers fans and about sort of uh, you know the culture in which he plays in and how everyone wants him to trade it. Trade speculation, you know, casual Sixers fans, they'll trade me for a crumble cookie. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to realize, like, you, you know, it's, you're, you're not getting a 6'9 forward back who can, you know, damn near shoot 40% from three, guard other teams' best best player, uh, shoot post-up drive, play 70-plus games a year. Just really out of touch. He's an assassin. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he kills every team he plays for. <laughs> Celebrate him. Man, it's just really because here's the thing. It's like the Sixers have been in all these playoff games for six years now. And you can never think of a time like if he yeah, was that good. a signature Tobias yeah. moment. Where's your time when you went out there and scored 30 and they won right. because of you? There's, Not because you hit an open three because Joel got double teamed and he passed you the ball. When did they win because of you? He had a good game or two in their first round this year. 
Wow. That was it. Yeah, And, you know, I'm talking the tougher standard second round when you're facing real competition. They haven't got past the second round. Yeah, it's just really, Elliot. Well, so a lot of what he said was correct, for what it's worth. But my advice to all the Sixers right now would be don't try to defend yourselves. People are mad. This is probably the maddest I've ever seen at the team. He is right. He does shoot close to 40%. He does play consistently. But it's not the time to try to defend yourself. He's just not. He, he's a fine player. Yeah. But, but that's what he describes. He makes $185 right. million. Dollars. Like, but what's he, he supposed to say? Come out and be like, sorry, guys, no, I make a ton no, of money. That's, we have to, to get rec- over the contract. He's supposed to recognize that. Correct. He's supposed yes. to understand that's that why and I would not, not come out and say stuff like right, right. this where you look like a. Like I, a I wouldn't have said it if I were him. But what he said was not wrong. No, but Elliot, where, but where it's, I'll call it essentially wrong, is to James's point, when you're paid that. You can't just be what he described. You have to be awesome. Yeah, he's overpaid. And he's, and he's, and he's, not, he's not close to awesome. And when he basically pumps his chest out, that tells me that he thinks he's better than he is. But you can't blame players for what they make. What's Tobias Harris oh, supposed I to disagree. do? Turn, what's he, he, would you have turned no, the money no, down? No, no. No, so, okay, no, he makes can, what he not, makes. It's not that we can blame them for it, but we can judge them against it. Totally. Yes, I agree you can judge against him. What I'm saying is Tobias is not supposed to feel bad for the money he makes. He's not going to get up there and be like, so you're supposed to be traded. What do you think? Well, I, wait, I make way too much money, and I'm not that good. No, he described what he is as a yeah, player. Yeah, but my issue, I'll just say this and write to the phone. It's like, He's basically Trevor Ariza, if you don't know, those who don't know. Like a pretty good forward, yeah, you except know. Except Ariza had real playoff like, moments. Yeah, Ariza, Ariza <laughs> I think he was better than Trevor Ariza. Yeah, but it's close. But Trevor Ariza is a guy who was probably like a $30 million salary structure guy, not like $100 million, I mean, like $30 million, like three years, $10 million. Right. This guy's five years, $180 million. Like, See, just, Tobias, yeah. He Tobias makes is, too much money. Yeah. We agree. He's just upset because he's never been traded before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except like four really, times. He's yeah. a great teammate. Posse's in really good shape. Oh, I could really go for a crumble cookie right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Joe Conklin in the house. Conklin, uh, what, what, do you, what do you got? Because we got Kelsey coming here. What, what do you got here for us? I mean, talk to me, man. Who, who, who? If you like the new WIP morning show, let me get a hell yeah. <laughs> I said, if you like the new WIP morning show, let me get a hell yeah. <laughs> I'll take a minute to talk about underdogs. Underdog's a hungry dog. Joe DeCamera. Nobody liked this guy. (laughs) Not even at his own station. Diminutive, know-it-all, little fool geek. Ike Reese used to stuff him in the locker. But I believed in this smacked ass. Now he actually (laughs) believed in himself. And he's walking around like friggin' Edward R. Murrow. (laughs) John Ritchie, aloof, mysterious. He ain't here, so I can't move. (laughs) Seltzer, wannabe guzzler. Highest pitched voice since Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and it's don't stop there. It's the whole show. Rhea's late with the updates. Devin's always stepping in. Conklin can't do any new voices. His best voice is his daughter singing. Wector ate everybody's breakfast. It's the whole damn show. <laughs> Opportunity favors the bold. And that's these guys. If the camera loses a pizza, pizza hammer, he's pretty pissed off. <laughs> no one thought they could see Angelo. But he's winning in a show that's completely different. And I heard, just heard some drunks back by the sandbar, back in the kitchen. I'm going to lay it down for you now. Joe the camera, he's a jackass. We don't like him, we don't care. No one likes him, Joe the camera. No one likes him, we don't care. V-A-G-O-E-S, Eagles! Oh, the incomparable Conklin. Very nice. I mean, Outstanding. I, that was outstanding. That was. To say I'm not worthy is an understatement, but I appreciate it, Joe. Very kind. James? 
See Joe Conklin uh, host new comedians. He's right here. Look at Joe Conklin right here. That was a plug. I do it for the love of the eagle. Yeah. <laughs> he also loves the plugs. Joe Conklin hosts new comedians every other Thursday night at Parks Casino. Tomorrow night, June 29th, it's Joey Cola from the Rachel, Sh- R- Rachel Ray Show. Tickets at JoeConklin.com. JoeConklin.com. To the phones we go. Let's go to our buddy Black Ready right now. Hi, Black Ready. Morning, uh, ladies. Uh, ostrich boy, flip flops. Uh, real quick, just get out of the way. It's not in the top one. I want to take it, but it's top twenty. We won the Super Bowl. I heard a grown man cry, bent the knee on the radio, and it's, it's in my top twenty. It's probably like <laughs> twenty, yeah. but it's definitely in my top twenty. Did um, you? Uh, did you? Uh, did you cry? Uh, I, I did cry. I was with. I watched it with my buddy who lost his father, and I lost my father. So we watched it together, and we were like, "Oh, our dads are on our shoulders." So I, I did cry at the game. That's when we won the game. Yeah. So that's what I said. You know, good, it, good like you said, it, it happens. You um, just so didn't do it I on the radio, every, right, Al? <laughs> yeah, not, 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 not in public. Um, I need everybody uh, there to stand to love. I got to talk to my guy real quick, okay? Uh, first and foremost, I have put every penny that uh, uh, J- uh, Joe Camera has and all his tiny shoes. I bet all his money on you, James, okay? <laughs> James, baby mama Susser, you were born in the sun and forged in fire, brother. Tip it back, tip it comes to the early age. I believe in you. I believe in you. Nobody, you are the backbone of Philadelphia, okay? No one in that station is giving out more brotherly love than you, okay? Nobody has more heart, more will. You are tiny but mighty. You are a lion. You are a king. And today, you are going to etch a beer on your personal Mount Rushmore. Your wife, the baby, our friendship, and now the beer chugging, okay, brother? You are going to do it. I believe in you. The city believes in you. Damn near the nation believes in you, brother. Let's go get this thing and ask yourself in the history and the walls of Philadelphia, James. You Now you're ready. Go get exactly the beer. Let's do it. Yeah. I'll do it right now. Yeah. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> All right, Black Gritty, give me. Ask me. Go ahead. Who's a living legend, my man? You're a legendary caller. James, Who's a living legend? Baby mama says that you get this thing. <laughs> All right. You got Lay it. Thanks, buddy. James, you've gotten a lot of support, man. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'll use the word you hate. It's humbling. Uh, I love it. It's uh, it's really it's uh, it's blowing my mind again. I, I expect. I mean, if I were not me, I would be rooting for Jason Kelsey. Yeah. So, well, know? it's really turned since the beginning. What ninety percent of people thought you would lose when the? Well, I think people still out. think I will lose. They're just supporting me because so, they like. So, Rhea, me, so. where are you on this issue? I mean, you and I both initially really majorly doubt it. James. Yes. Uh, by, oh, by the way, it's going to be on Facebook Live. For those who don't know, WIP Facebook account, go right there, Facebook page, Facebook Live. It's going to be sometime in the 9 o'clock hour. Not exactly certain at the time, probably around 9.15 when Jason Kelsey's here. Kelsey versus James chugging a beer. I mean, it's going to be over in a matter of seconds. We'll see who wins. So, Rhea, you've been digesting all this yes. for about a week. Are you convinced on the James train, or do you think it's still Kelsey? See, he's so confident. Yeah. And listen, I trust Jimmy Kemsky. He's like one of my you know, favorite people. And when he said that he has absolutely no doubt. And the fact that I think that when Jason does it, it's more of a show. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he just loves it for the flair. So I, I, I haven't. I'm going to wait a little bit to make Ooh. my pick because I'm still thinking. Really letting it come down to the wire Still there. thinking. Okay. You also but, wonder if Jason's taking this, if he's taking James seriously. Look right. at he's coming in overly confident, it's maybe. True. It's true. Could be. Well, Could be. we're going to find Let out. Let me just tell you, it's no show for me. 
I'm here <laughs> I to know, win. See? All right, I'm here to chug a freaking beer as fast as that beer can Whoa. get down my well, throat. James I, is I think, the show. I think Jason might have regretted his, you know, challenge to you as soon as he said it. Because even at, by the end of the call, he was like, oh, wow. I didn't, I, now I'm kind of yeah. nervous. He got like, nervous. Yeah. I, didn't ex- I don't think he expected you to accept it that yeah. quickly. You were like, all right, let's do it. Look, I think it's good. I really do honestly think it's going to be a, a good match. I, I'm sure Jason can chug beers. I'm sure if you could chug a beer, it's going to be close. So I think I feel it, like I we're think doing a pregame show. You're like, it'll be a good game. <laughs> Everyone's going to give their all. Like, all right, to the phones. Let's go to Corey right now in Stein. Corey, good morning, pal. Good morning, everybody. Uh, real quick, um, I wish Jason Kelsey hadn't cut his hair because this could have been marketed as the mullet versus the gullet. This would have been an awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. This would have been awesome. Hey, uh, here's my the – re- the day I fell in love with the Eagles. Now, I, some of you guys might not remember this guy, but I hope you do. Uh, my dad was a huge Cowboys fan, which sorry to tell you guys he was. But we, him and I really loved the Flyers, and we were big Flyers fans. In 1979, I went to John Wanamaker um, with my dad, and we met a player named Louis Giamona. Mm, yeah, Vermeil's guy. Number 33 for the Eagles. Yep. He was by far, at my age of 11, he was the smallest athlete I had ever seen in my life. And I fell in love with him. I thought he – I went out and got a number 33 jersey, and I literally still have that jersey years and years now. I can't wear it. I was like 11 years old. But <laughs> sure. that was the guy I met, and I fell in love with the Eagles, and I fell in love with him from the – just watching a guy that was basically just taller than me playing football. It and was what was fantastic. the deal? He was, was he Vermeil's nephew? Is that the story? I believe yeah. so, Joe. Yeah, yes, he was. And I fell in love with that guy. And I, I remember being in this playing street football and running around telling people, I'm Louis Giamona, Louis Giamona. And I got a jersey. <laughs> it was the greatest. It was the best. That's, that's why I fell in love with the Eagles. Was, I love it, man. 1979. Corey, give me, give me a big answer because you can win 100 bucks today. In honor of Jason Kelsey, who's obviously a living legend. Give me another living legend. Being a guy that loves music, I'm a DJ. Quincy Jones is a living legend. He yeah, sure is. He really is. He sure is. Hey, good, good call, Corey. Appreciate that. All right, let's get everybody on the record here. Favorite eagle of your life? Rhea, let's start with you. Randall should... Cunningham. Randall. Yeah, he's my number two. I mean, it's there was never a question. I just, from the moment I saw him, I went, my God, is he special. He was. He really was. Seltzer, your favorite eagle ever. So, growing up, it was Randall, but it actually has become Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham is my single favorite eagle of all time. And, and I, it, like, obviously personal experience, and, and I've had some, some really cool moments with Brandon. But um, his story and obviously coming and having the biggest play in the history of the franchise, there's just always, again, like I just said, my daughter wore a Brandon Graham jersey. Your first Eagles jersey is a Brandon Graham jersey. He's my favorite. Devin, your favorite eagle? Brian Dawkins. He's probably most people's, yeah. if oh, I had to guess. That, that got, got the applause. Well, yeah. yeah, I think it's him and Kelsey. I, I honestly yeah. do. I think Doc and Kelsey have, have elevated above everyone else of the last yeah. you know, 20, 30 years. I think They're just in a different realm. I think you're probably right about that. Ellie, where, where are you at here? You, co- you cover the team. Well, so, it's a little, little awkward. Yeah, so for I, was gonna say, I don't think this one will get applause, but for me, it's McNabb. I mean, growing up, you know, being early 2000s. <laughs> no, I know. no. He's the best Come Eagles on. quarterback in franchise history. He oversaw the years where they went to all the NFC Championship games. So Number five will always love you. <laughs> <laughs> Only Elliot. So I'll could be do the that. McNabb supporter. Here, <laughs> all right. So look, I mean, for me, and it's he's actually my favorite player of all time in all sports is Seth Joyner. I mean, I grew up with that team, that group, that defense. Randall, obviously, on offense. I just love Seth. 
and Reggie and Wes. And by the way, amazing and horrible, horrible, horrible that five of the guys from that defense have died. Yeah. When you think about it, Reggie, Jerome, Mike Pitts, Wes, and Andre, and it wasn't that long ago, guys. No. It was only 30 years ago. Yeah. And they've all passed away, which is, which is incredible. But, look, a lot of great memories through the years of Eagles football. We're kind of celebrating the birds through the years and asking the question, why do you love Eagles football? Really just asking you rich in your heart, your mind, and tell us about the moments and the memories through the years that stand out to you that signify, you know, why you love the Eagles and, and what it is from being a, a kid and to this day to, to being an adult and, you know, probably learning it from your parents. And if you're fortunate enough to have kids, passing it down to your children. I mean, one of the realities for me is – there's a lot of reasons why I love the Eagles. Why do I love the Eagles? Well, how about this? They've got an incredible combination of something called fourth and one, fourth and 26, and fourth and goal, which goes by a different name. Let's start back in 1995. They not only stopped Emmett once, they stopped him twice. As called by the great Pat Summerall and John Madden, fourth and one at the vet against Dallas. I'm still surprised the Cowboys are going for it again. again. I think that was a bad call the first time they did it. I think it's a bad call now. It's fourth, and it's still afoot. Emmett Smith is still deep with Daryl Johnston in front of him. Same play. Didn't get it again. Didn't get it again. That's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. What in the heck is going on? The score's tied. You're on the road. It was just it was it unbelievable. Was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and wasn't it like super cold? It was that December. Day? Yeah. yeah, it was late December. It was really, really bitter cold. And it was a it was a key game for the Eagles in, in Ray Rhodes' first year to try to make the playoffs. Remember, they had struggled at the end of Cotite, hadn't made the playoffs since '92. It was to a large extent a new group. I mean, this was a you know this was a, this is a different squad. And you know William Fuller and Romanowski and Greg Jackson and you had Ricky Wooders and Charlie Garner and and. Um, and, man, fourth and, fourth and one was a big, big deal. I'll tell you what was a bigger deal. Fourth and 26 versus Green Bay, 0-3 playoffs. It's the division round. We know we've got a great Eagles team, but, man, they were on the ropes. They were down 14-0 versus Green Bay. Then they're down, I believe it was 17-14. Third and 26, no, nothing happening. Fourth and 26, that guy Donovan that got booed, let me tell you something. It was a wobbly pass, but it got there. For 25 and a half yards. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Fourth and 26. Here it is. It's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. Short of the first. I don't know. Did he get it? Is he, does he have a first down? He does. He does have a first down. He's across midfield. And he's into Packer territory at the 46. And you know, one of the things that stands out to me that I do remember about that. Because I think this was in the era where you could challenge a play. The Eagles moved quick to the line. A Packers player encroached for a five-yard penalty seconds later, which I believe negated any possibility of them challenging the play. Because they, like another play had happened, so to speak. Another playoff win by Donovan, no big deal. Dude, he had, not, he had nine of them. <laughs> yeah. He had nine. Oh, yeah, no, a lot. He had nine yep. playoff wins. But, of course, the ultimate playoff win, the ultimate, ultimate, was Doug Peterson, Nick Foles, the 2017 Eagles. And I'll tell you this, it's probably the gutsiest call in Eagles history. Collinsworth didn't think they should do it, but we had all seen Doug do it all year. Fourth down, fourth and two, fourth and three, no big deal. Fourth and one from the goal, fourth and goal from the one. There was no doubt the Eagles were going for it. Foles moves to the right. It goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it. 
and the pass goes into the end zone. To Nick and Foles. It's a touchdown by Nick Foles. A little, listen, a little razzle dazzle by Doug. Unbelievable. I mean, like literally unbelievable. And Chris Collinsworth's like, I, I can't like, and I'm like, dude, what, what, what do you, what do you not know about Doug yeah. Peterson? What do you not know about this guy, man? When you go back and watch that play, it's amazing how perfectly executed it is. Like yeah. that team was clicking on all cylinders. The acting on it to throw people off, the pitch, the throw. I mean, it, they were just—it was unbelievably executed. Well, another aspect of that play that never gets discussed: had Foles been covered, and he obviously wasn't, mm -hmm. but had he been covered, Trey Burton had someone else totally wide open. Torrey Smith was coming backside yeah. end zone. He was as wide open as Foles. Trey Burton could have thrown the ball to either and player. And if I remember correctly, they didn't practice that play up until the night before in the hotel because they didn't want to do it out on the practice Was field. that Press Taylor? Oh. Was it a Press yeah, Taylor it was thing? A press yeah, Taylor. that's what got him the job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, or Mike Grow, maybe. I mean, just didn't, no, it was Press Taylor. Okay. I, it's a name play. It's yes, a it named is. play. Like, what are there, 15 in the history of the sport or right. something yeah. like that? It's a named play, and it was our play in the freaking Super Bowl yeah. on fourth down. And, and since they won the game, it takes on that well, legendary. It's, also, it's the only quarterback yeah. to ever catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Well, here, ever. Well, and that, it's also it, a play that will always be in every Super Bowl montage ever. Yeah. You're like right. When, when you're leading into the big game, the commercials, all that, that will be in there. Here's another thing that never should be lost in the translation or discussion of it. Without that play, the Eagles might have lost. Totally. Yeah. Guys, they won a Super Bowl at the, you know, essentially the very end. That was a four-point play, if you will. I mean, they got seven, but otherwise they would have gotten three. It gave them a 10-point halftime lead. We all know Brady had an unbelievable second half, and for the most part, an unbelievable game, 500 yards passing. Like, there is an argument if the Eagles kick a field goal, they lose. Well, and also, there's a, in that game, there's a game-winning touchdown by Zach Ertz. There's a game-clinching, uh, you know, strip sack by Brandon Graham. And yet, a play from the first half is the most memorable yeah. one. So, all Super Bowls are special, but the Eagles are lucky in the way that theirs was extremely special and memorable. All right, why we love the Eagles, we want to hear from you. 215-592-9494. So many reasons through the years. So many plays, so many players, coaches, moments, memories. Doing it with your family, watching it with your friends. Talk to us as we broadcast again from Jason Kelsey's big event. It's a Team 62 charity event. Benefits the Eagles Autism Foundation. If you're just tuning in, let me set the stage for you here. We are at Patty's Green in Sea Isle, 39th and Landis. Now, the OD, the Ocean Drive, right down the block here as well. That's where the big event is later tonight from 4 to 8. You can get in there. It is first come, first serve. It is $10. It's a charity donation of the Eagles Autism Foundation, $10. Look, obviously it's going to fill up. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. So if you want to be there, make sure you get here on, you know, kind of the early side. I don't know what point's going to be, you know, doors are full. At some point, doors are going to be full. That event is from 4 to 8. This, the broadcast here at WIP, we go from starting this morning at 6 a.m. The whole station through 6 p.m. So Joe and Hugh's show. And let me tell you something. Hugh was a great eagle. Ike, 2-6, to six, a great eagle. I mean, both those guys were pro bowlers with the Eagles, special players. Richie, of course, not with us today. He's on a family vacation, which is awesome for him, hanging out with his kids. But we're talking about our shared love of Eagles football, and certainly you can be here with us in Sea Isle. Hang with Jason Kelsey. He'll be with us on set during the 9 o'clock hour, and, yes, he will be chugging a beer against <laughs> Seltzer coming up around 9.15 today. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. You can mix in the fills if you want. Nick in Northeast Philadelphia. What's up, Nick? Yo, what's up, guys? The camera, you stink. Jimmy, Devin, <laughs> Brian. Is that literal? <laughs> what's up? 
I don't know. I've never been there. I'm running I, a little low. I will say, Nick, I was in one of those deodorant things today where you're kind of like scraping your oh, armpit. Oh, yeah. You know, like. I don't love to hear that. Yeah, we right didn't now. really need that shared. Well, he told me I stink, so I mean, I'm like, yeah. yeah now I know why James yeah. wanted to sit there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Salt, I got faith in you, bro. Thanks, man. Um, I want to talk about Eagles. Like, I don't know. I tell people all the time, like, I'm from Philly, and, like, there's only 16 games, well, 17 now. But you're only guaranteed 17 days a year to rep for your city, man. Like, yeah. ah, that's why I go so hard for them. Plus, I love them. Like, I love the tailgates. I love being in the stadium. I just love the atmosphere of the Eagles games. Like, we've converted plenty of, like, kids that were Cowboy fans supposedly growing up. They came to a tailgate once, and, like, they've been to a game. They're like, wow, I got to be an Eagles fan. I want to experience this. Like, it's a whole new, like, life when you're in there for a little bit, man. I love you know, the I'll tell you this, Nick. The Eagles in the last, um, I'd say probably since Andy, They've become a very marquee franchise. You know, I mean, growing yeah, up man. for me, you know, growing up when my era of growing up, like the Steelers were, the Cowboys were, the uh, Niners, the Niners, even the Dolphins because of Shula. But the Eagles have, you know, the Raiders were for sure. But the Eagles have become. I mean, for for people that are like thirty years old across the nation. The Eagles are a, been a pretty big force, and well, you know what? It, fan, it's also because of fans too, because of I how agree. well they travel. Yep. You see, when when they go to other stadiums, you know, because we always saw that with the Packers, yep. with the Steelers, but now you see Eagles fans take over other buildings. And it's always interesting when the Eagles draft a rookie and they do their press conference. They always have a memory from the Eagles, like they remember watching. Whether it is McNabb or all those, because they were in all those playoff games yep. in the early two thousand. So I think you're right. I mean, there's they have become a marquee franchise. Nick, give me a living legend. Who do you got? Well, real quick, now on the Eagles thing. Um, I used to coach football for little kids, and Kelsey, they did a, uh, a Christmas thing where they took our kids and gave them a spending limit. And Kelsey's funny. You know, he even offered me and my buddy out for wings and beer at the words, but my nice. buddy was being lame, and he had to get home to his girlfriend. That was my what? ride out. Wow. What? I make fun of this dude every single it, day. It, you don't like, turn down that invitation. Yeah, we all are making yeah, fun of your buddy right now. Him, dude, that's the funny part. <laughs> you cheated on him. <laughs> all right, Nick, give me an answer. Who's the living legend? Um, uh, I'll do music and go with Cher. Cher. Yeah, she is. She's a legend on this show. Uh, well, yeah. She, she, <laughs> she helped She helped Nick Foles snap out of it back Damn in right, t- buddy. 2017. <laughs> she helped the Phillies last Phillies year snap out of it. Phillies get to the World it. Series. The Phillies probably don't get to the World Series without Cher. She's two out of three. So, for those that don't know, in the midday show, we used the, the Cher snap out of it three times when we felt a team oh, or a player. Oh, from Moonstruck? Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. And because you know she slaps the, she slaps the person and says snap out of it. Yeah. One of my favorite all time movies. So she's she's batting six sixty six. She she helped Nick Foles rediscover the magic. Nice when he struggled coming down. We played the audio. We said this is for Nick Foles. Like we need him to snap out of it before the playoffs in twenty seventeen. Because if you remember, there were some people, John Ritchie, yep. calling for Nate. Sudfeld well, because <laughs> to get the start. Don't forget about that game that he had against, what, the Cowboys or the Raiders? It was, both against, the Raiders. Raiders, it was the Raiders, yeah. and then he played yeah. a little bit against the Cowboys. Yeah, that Jeffrey bad. Lurie actually referenced in one of his news conferences. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. he only played one quarter against Dallas and threw two interceptions, yeah. and the Raiders game, they completely won because of defense. Yeah, yeah the, Darby, that interception. Well, they were underdogs the almost exclusively because yeah. of Foles. In the so, so Foles heated shares, you know, snap out of it. Then in 2020, and boy, it was desperate. We, we used it on Carson Wentz. I don't know at what point in the season, but when it was very obvious things were going off the rails, and they continued off the rails. So Cher couldn't save Carson. Nobody can save yeah. Carson. No, you can't blame Cher. But then, but then she, she bounced back. 
I mean, June 1st of last year, when the Phillies were 21 and 29, literally June 1st, mm-hmm. we played snap out of it. <laughs> Happened to be the same night that I went down to the game in the Top Gun outfit because it was Top Gun night down there. I'm in my Maverick outfit. You helped. I, and our listeners got Joe Girardi fired, yeah. which is nice This is well. his way of yeah. saying he's the one that turned this Well, yeah. Billy T. and Princeton talked to John Middleton for about an hour and a half, and, and Girardi got fired like that night or the next yeah. morning. Yeah. So a lot of people were taking credit. But, I feel like uh, Tom from Abington tries to take but, credit. Well, a lot of people do. But yeah. we, we will go back to share when we need it. We'll also go to Jimmy Kemsky coming up in one minute. Kemsky has seen Seltzer Chug Beers. He'll give us a firsthand account of what we're going to see today. Jimmy Kemsky on the birds and on Seltzer in one minute.